0: I'm Shaylin. I'm Marissa.
1: And I'm Carmen. And this is The Reframe.
0: Giving you an inside look into what therapists think through entertainment, essentially. Do we want to say our names again?
1: Yeah. So um, this voice is Carmen. (laughs) And yeah, we're just trying to give you a a fun look into what therapists think when we consume media and we're looking at family dynamics and other therapists doing their job. (laughs) yeah okay all
2: right yeah i'll say this is marissa hi again um yeah so even though we're all therapists like we all have a really special place in our heart for television and movies i would say Mm -hmm. can i venture to say that for everyone here um i figured so so even though we have like a certain lens that we're looking through when we're watching tv and movies. I promise it won't be boring and you won't hate therapists by the end of this. Yeah.
0: Because yes. <laughs> we're
2: talking a lot of shit about these, these families. Yeah. Oh, Reds, you yeah. want to join too? Yeah,
1: disclaimer. Okay. This is not, we are not your therapists. Uh, we are not trying to therapize these
0: people. Mm.
1: We are just giving our opinions um, <laughs> from our lens. Um, it's supposed to be like, one take. You
0: also aren't real people. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fine.
1: (laughs) It's fictional. It's fun. You might learn something. You might laugh. We're going to have
0: a good time. Yeah. We are going to have fun. We are going to give our opinions on the show, like whatever it is that we're doing at the time. Um, But we're going to nerd out a little bit and bring in research and, all of these things to like back up some of the things that we're saying but honestly we're just here to like marissa said talk shit about these fictional characters and just like have a good time with our friends so so okay.
2: do we want to talk a little bit about like the structure of like what we're planning as we're moving through these episodes
0: yeah so actually let me
2: I hope if you hear Reggie looking himself on the audio feedback that you can, like, cut
0: that out. You uh, the- he can't That's hear Reggie looking himself in the background. Okay, good. But we're keeping that part. No shame. That's what it is. So... The structure of the reframe is set up to be in segments. So our first segment is going to be called the recap and that's where we're going to talk about what happened in the episode that week. So our first show is going to be sit session. Um, and so every week we're going to recap what happened in the show. And that's where we're going to be a little more unfiltered and like give our opinions and talk about the characters in ways that we hope a therapist would not say to their clients in person, um, or like to their faces, (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> or maybe everyone but me would say. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> At least have to <laughs> up a little bit. you're a nice therapist, Marissa. Like you don't give yourself oh enough. Thank credit. you so much. <laughs> so you <laughs> are nice. And yeah, we'll just explain what happened in the show. And then the next segment is gonna be the breakdown. And that's where we're gonna use more clinical language and bring in research and all of that fun nerdy stuff that's the only word that's coming to mind just all of that exciting to us and hopefully not boring to you stuff and then lastly is going to be our reframe segment so that segment is where we're going to offer a different perspective or solution to the biggest conflict of the episode Um, we're going to try and see if there are healthy healthier alternatives that the people in the show could have made. We will try and find those, and <laughs> offer those to you all as the audience. Hopefully you're not going through what the Roy's are going through, but <laughs> maybe you have something similar happening. <laughs> maybe there's some similar dynamics and we wanna offer like healthier ways of handling problems and mm-hmm. not being like the Roy's or whatever family, or maybe you should be like, Whatever family it is that we're talking about at the time. Who knows? Not succession though. That's <laughs> I was like I don't think <laughs> nobody needs one. to be <laughs> like them. Anyone but <laughs> them? Yeah, so that's the structure of the show. It was um, beautiful. Um, yeah. Maybe we should we should say a little bit about ourselves and the stuff that we do. Who wants to go first? I Marissa,
1: go for it. <laughs>
0: Me? Okay, I'm Marissa. Um
2: I am originally from I call it Central New York. People call it upstate New York, but uh I'm from Syracuse. I'm currently in New Hampshire. Random life move, but it's working out okay. Um never would have expected to be here, but here we are. Yeah, I got my PhD in marriage family therapy, but it all started like first by getting my master's out in San Diego and then my PhD down at Florida state. Um, what brought me to marriage and family therapy or couple and family therapy, which I think is like the much better term. Can we just throw that out there of like, I think the MFT term is like tough, but anyway, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, that'll be an episode for a separate day. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, Uh, I, uh, you know i think i just liked the idea of looking at things from a systemic lens and and working on a larger scale to enact change just like in a in a bigger way than usually we just have like an individual coming into the room and um mm-hmm. you know i so i was like first exposed to it in my last semester of undergrad and then you know, I put out those applications for grad school. What a good time. Made my way out to San Diego. <laughs> Worked in private practice for a little bit after my master's. And then I got my Ph.D. And then now I'm here in New Hampshire, working as a professor. We did it. We made it. Um, oh, man. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Am I missing anything else? I have a dog, oh. Reggie. You might hear him throughout this podcast. Apologize in advance. (laughs) We
1: love Richie.
2: We do. We do. Yeah. Excited.
1: The San Diego to New Hampshire move probably a shock to the system, you know, with the cold and the weather again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, I think like being born and raised in, in winter is like it comes back to you slowly and naturally, unfortunately. You know how, like in Game of Thrones, when they're like the North remembers, <laughs> it's like I rem- mm-hmm. I remember the North. Like I think that's that's what happens. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, San, San Diego was beautiful, but and then we went to Florida, and I was so sweaty all the time. So yeah, the air thick down there. Look it's, to the south, baby. <laughs> Not good. It's Not something good. else. So yeah, oh, I'll
1: next.
0: Yeah, I'm Sharon. Um, I am from Greenville, North Carolina, which is, if you don't know about North Carolina at all, I would say that it's four hours east of Charlotte, Charlotte's like our big city, um, and about one hour and some change east of Raleigh, um, it's where East Carolina University is. And I'm currently in Denver, Colorado. Which, if you want to talk about a shock to the system, <laughs> weather-wise, I could talk about that for a million years. But like, I'm currently, <laughs> I'm currently in Denver, um, or right outside of Denver. Also being a professor in a couple and family therapy program. um, My journey to couple and family therapy also started, I guess you could say, in undergrad. Um, I also took a class that introduced me to couple and family therapy. And I was like, you know, this seems like... This seems like a pretty cool, like, job. I knew I wanted to be, like, some type of therapist. And I also really like the systemic lens of couple and family therapy. And so I ended up going to App State or Appalachian State, which is in the western part. So complete opposite, almost part of this state in North Carolina. And ended up getting my master's in marriage and family therapy. Um, From there and also went to Florida State right after that, me and Marissa were together um, getting our PhDs in marriage and family therapy, (laughs) struggling, like fighting (sighs) tooth and nail to, you know, to get the (laughs) hell out of there. To get done. And yes, we made it like we're, we're done. Um, And so, yeah, we should talk. We should have talked about our research a little bit. Oh, we can circle back yeah yeah, yeah. so right, because then
2: i think we can talk about that and like how we're like yeah. the lenses that we're
0: using to view yes. things okay so okay. i'll save it for later um yeah and so i really love couple and family therapy i'm glad that i learned about systems theory and how everything is connected and like the ways to See that if <laughs> if that makes sense in a therapy room. So yeah, I'm also really excited to talk about TV with y'all. So always excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so my name is Carmen. Um, I have my master's in marriage and family therapy, also from Appalachian State University. Um, I was I met. Shaylin there actually, she was a year ahead of me. And yeah, my hometown, I'm from Columbus, Georgia. And I know y'all don't know where that is. Um, So on the map, it's on the border of Alabama. Uh, And it's like about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Um, It has one of the largest military bases uh, in America, Fort Benning, I think. I didn't know that. Not the largest, one of the largest. I (laughs) I think Fort Bragg is the largest, but yeah. I think it's, like, top five for It's, like, top five. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's where I grew up. So, like, my journey to MFT was a little interesting. So, I've always, like, been interested in, like, a helping profession. Um, So, in college, I was an RA, and, like, they don't tell you this, but like you're kind of like a first responder. Like, yeah, you walk around and like you know write people up for like drinking and things like that. But if like someone reports like sexual assault or like something is happening to someone, like we show up first. Like, and they even had to change the way some of that worked because we've had students do wellness checks and walk in on a suicide. So when I say like we were on line, on the line, we were working in housing. During that time, I learned like I really liked. The position of like um, helping people work through a problem. Um, I got hooked up with this organization called Sexual Assault Student Educators, um, and my advisors were obviously counselors on the campus because you know, since <laughs> it's into the nature of what we were doing. And when I started to learn more more about what their role was, I was like, I would like to do what you do, but I didn't know that there were different options and how that looked. So I actually had a friend. Um, lauren lauren talked talk to me about mft um when i was explaining that's to her like, <laughs>
0: um
1: <laughs> that i was like hey i'm thinking about like being like a counselor and she was like well why not mft and i was like what is mft like okay. um and i was like does it mean i only work with couples because exactly that's what it sounds like right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is not so you've been hearing people say systemic prof- perspective this whole time and it really just means like how is our mental health impacted by everything that we interact with? From my family system to society at large to small systems that we work with, like at work, or, you know, our friend groups. Like what does that support? What does relationships do? How do they impact us? How do they help us move forward? Or how do they hold us back? And so I love that perspective. I love approaching people from not thinking that they're in a vacuum. Like we are social creatures and that's really important. And I wanted mm-hmm. to give back to my own community. So um, I'm black and I think we heal in community. So I wanted to do that from a family's mm-hmm. perspective. So that is why mm-hmm. I jumped on the MFT train. Um, and I do like couple and family much better, but my degree says marriage to family. <laughs> so do our licenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so
0: you
1: mm-hmm. hear us back and forth it's not because we don't, we have identity crisis. It's just called two different things.
0: <laughs> you know, and this is like a side note, but like here in Denver, There are so many, like, polycules and, like, non-monogamous couples Mm -hmm. that, like, even the word couple is not necessarily accurate. Like, Mm because there could be multiple people involved. So even, like, I've started, like, switching from even, like, couple and family to, like, relationship or relational therapy. Like national
1: therapist. You know, better. Yeah. 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 And I think it gives so, a better title to what we do. But you know
0: I think so too. Cause like, yeah, people just assume that it you have to be in a relationship of some sort. Mm-hmm. And like that's not necessarily the case. So or they're like, Do we have to be married? And it's like, yeah, see you? absolutely
1: not. And maybe we might talk about it. Maybe I don't need to be married. But um am <laughs> 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 yeah. so also Denver based. Um I'm out here in Colorado with Shaylin. And I'm a PhD candidate. We'll see if we, I ever finish that degree. So all my coursework is done and nice. we what we call special a <laughs> You know, but we pray about it, you know. I work full time, so we can't worry and sometimes I just sleep. <laughs> so. yeah, that's fine. So we will we will get there, but yeah, we're all researchers. That's why we've been talking about research. Uh, we do it, we get our hands dirty with it, but we also apply what we do. And so that's, we have a fun unique lens. We don't have, we have our hands in both pots. So I'm excited to work with these wonderful women on this podcast.
0: Yes, and TV really it's got TV. us through our graduate, <laughs> graduate school experience. <laughs> So just being able to binge things or just escape like the pressures of, oh, doctoral like (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. school. Um, So yeah, we felt like this was like the perfect mashup of interest, honestly. Like so excited to share our perspectives and everything with y'all. Um so yeah, let's talk about our research in therapy lenses. So who wants to do that for? Oh,
2: yeah. You're so right. <laughs> okay. I could you want me to circle back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, go back. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: All right. All right. We'll bring it back to me. Okay, so my oh, my research focuses on technology in relationships. So pretty much like how and I guess it's like kind of ironic because so much of my life revolves around TV. Um, but really looking at how like technology might play a role or or might even like get in the way of how we're connecting with the people around us. Specifically looking at like couples, I would say a lot of my therapeutic work, I prefer it to be with couples or just anyone in romantic relationships, I guess I should be, uh, more open about using the word couple. I'm glad you brought that to our attention. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, But yeah, so my therapeutic lens and even my research I think is just informed by attachment theory. Um, So more specifically like adult attachment and how we have like internal working models from a young age um, with our like primary caregiver, our attachment figure. And then um, as we're moving through adulthood we tend to util- utilize our romantic partner to become that that attachment figure and the the people we turn to. So I think succession is the perfect place for us to start with this for my <laughs> attachment lens.
0: All right, Shailen, let's hear it. Cool. Uh, so my research has been, really revolves around like barriers and access to mental health treatment for people of color, um, but I specifically did my dissertation on black American emerging adults and their experiences with barriers to accessing mental health treatment and um, the ways that some of them were able to overcome those barriers and access mental health treatment and all of that good stuff. And one of the big things was like, media talking about therapy and podcasts, my participants listening to podcasts that mention therapy or the host like mentions that they've gone to therapy or something like that. And so this is a full circle like, <laughs> moment almost. Um, and so, yeah, that's what my research is all about. I'm all about accessibility and making it easier for folks to get therapy but my therapeutic lens or theoretical orientation is mostly solution focused. My um, like postmodern orientation, I also do like some narrative things as well, but I would say it's mostly solution focused. And that's all about like if you're a, a purist of solution focus like the idea is that you don't really you know what happened in the past is in the past let's think about how we want to move forward from this moment on um and what are some ways that you know you can see that you have problems and you're going through things but how can we make it so that that's not all you focus on and like Mm -hmm. I want to help you realize that you have the tools within yourself to fix your problems or find solutions to your problems Um, and so that's really like the lens that i come from the narrative comes out like when i'm working with people who maybe have struggled with a piece of their identity um, or maybe they've gone through something that they feel like has taken over their whole identity and so i bring those pieces in when i want them to work on separating their problems from their identity so that we can find solutions so like it's a pretty good like <laughs> mix of the two i'll just say i have a postmodern lens yeah that's me Dope. Oh, um
1: so for me um and my research um i've actually had to like think about my research umbrella so like my focus is black families, but I used to think about it from trauma and resilience lens. And I, Mm -hmm. I have been struggling with that word resilience because like, why are we so focused on black people enduring and then being better because of the trauma that we're experiencing? So I've shifted to combating Mm -hmm. black trauma and adversity because we need to fight the thing that hurts us and not making us (laughs) strong without the support. Um, And so that's where I am in my, in my research. Um, My dissertation is focusing on, um, racial socialization in um, black emerging adults though. Really just looking at like what um, has benefited them um, when they learn about these things and what harm, what hurt, you know? Like when they learn these lessons about what it meant to be black, when it became salient, like what did you carry with you? What's helped you? Um, and what made you think about your identity and what did you struggle with? Um, so I'm exploring that those questions in my dissertation. When I think about um, my approach to therapy, like, family wise i'm very much a contextual family therapist so like i'm always thinking about fairness and but the way i do that um there's always power <laughs> thought about in that as well so there is no um there's no therapy with me without like social understanding um the feminist lens of like how power works power imbalances balances work um so i sit down with families It's always contextual and the main goal is how we being fair to each other fair in our relationships how we working towards mutual understanding and trust and how we building that bridge to get over whatever problem we have because when we can really really hear each other we tend to come together Ooh. but to get there we have to let down a lot of walls <laughs> mm. um and And what I tend to do with more individuals, I'm more solution-focused. I want to help Mm -hmm. you get over the hurdle. So how are we getting there? So personal cheerleader, we're figuring it out because you usually have way more answers to the problem that you give yourself credit Mm -hmm. for. Yeah, Um, yeah, I think that's kind of me in a nutshell. There's other things that I mix in there. Um, Like narrative does come up because narrative and Mm solution-focused are like Mm -hmm. two sides of the same coin, I feel like. (laughs) Um, But, I always tell the joke that I can't speak in a narrative way. So like, it's going to come out real quick. There's no, there's no metaphor happening. Like (laughs) I'm hitting you over the head with it.
0: (laughs) We have friends who are beautiful, beautiful narrative therapists. Like, I mean, just really like (laughs) can really get in there and get the job done. But like, yeah, yeah, it's, it can be tough. Yeah, to say things in a certain way. So
1: yeah, so we being, lean very heavily solution. <laughs> we yeah. sprinkle a little on <laughs> top. Like, like you know, a little
0: bit. Yeah. So, like when <laughs> we bring in research and all of that, it's likely going to be coming from our re- the research areas that we focus on, or like our therapeutic lens, or something like that. I think. Finding solution focused like family therapy things, I think I might struggle there.
1: Ooh.
0: I haven't also have not looked in a very long. Time. Yeah, that's why I was so, like, to
1: let you know. <laughs> I'm sure
0: someone has done something. That's going to be like my personal mission. I think is to find like solution focused family stuff. We'll see.
2: I- well, and if you don't find it. Then that's a sign that you need to do it. So,
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, contribute
1: to the field. You're forward. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's solution-focused family. Like, how's the family working towards solution? It's just yeah, but it's like the writing. But I see what you you
0: mean. (laughs) I know folks do it right, but like, who's written Mm -hmm. about it? I don't know, but I'll see. I guess like we can talk about succession a little bit. That's gonna, we're gonna do an episode where we rank TV therapist, but like Mm -hmm. our show we're gonna be following is Sit Session, which starts in a few weeks. Uh, So,
1: March 26th,
0: Carmen has not watched Sit Session. Like, she just started, like, when we decided we were going to do this podcast. And so, her memories of everything is going to be fresh. We're also going to rewatch it, but she's watching it for the first time.
1: It's wild it's wild from the start.
0: Succession <laughs> <laughs> is about a very 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 rich and wealthy and well connected family um where the father is I guess we, he's the patriarch or whatever, very nasty, very mean. As you would imagine, a very old, rich, like billionaire man, you know, to be. And it follows, it really follows his children. So there's like Connor, who's the oldest from the first marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's Kendall. Siobhan or Shiv and um wow Roman Roman yeah and we just look at their lives mainly Kendall Shiv and Roman we follow them and see like how they essentially manage by being like Being connected to their father, and how everybody is doing things for their own personal gain. So, like, of course, this will be perfect because, like, the family is a mess. They need a therapist. So, like, (laughs) that's gonna be us, like, essentially. They
1: need a team. They can't just have just one baby. They
0: need, yeah. They (laughs) no, they (laughs) need three of us. Honestly, for real. That's the only way they. Because wow they're a mess um but yeah there's anything else about succession we're gonna talk about the previous seasons too but follow the newest season weekly or bi-weekly what were you gonna say carmen
1: oh i was just gonna say logan roy is crazy rich like fifth largest media conglomerate in the world rich (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. it's a a type of wealth that you don't know what to do with you can't fathom (laughs) And you can tell the the, the case about how these people act. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and they're
2: all essentially just like waiting or hoping that they'll be the ones that will take over the company next. Um, Because like dad is old. Like dad is old and like, I don't think he's necessarily like super healthy. So right out of the gate like we see a stroke so yeah they're like waiting for him to die off so that they can just
1: kind of like be the vultures they are they are swarming. And swarming. like it's warming like it's not even, mm-hmm. not even like mm-hmm. in, i mean the man is 80 years old so like he has hit life expectancy
0: you know so they're like the day now yeah <laughs> but he refuses to die he's I, refusing to die to spite them which like yes you know, just makes it that much more evil and, like, great. Like, <laughs> at the same time. I truly think spite
2: keeps people alive longer than, like, anything else, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially for Logan Roy. Like, he is surviving on spite alone and is operating, like, operating in any direction on spite alone. Yep. <laughs>
0: at- <laughs>
1: Which yeah, is exactly. absolutely accurate. Like, not even I haven't even seen as much as y'all. I'm like five episodes in, and that's exactly what I feel like. Like, uh, my sister's a nurse, and I think um, a joke that they have is like the older patients who are like mean don't don't die. Like <laughs> the Scrooges of the world, they don't die. Mm. Um, the nice old ladies, you don't keep them. <laughs> no, truly. So yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that the people need to know <laughs> about us oh, in the show?
1: Um, yeah. So I meant it when we said we we're going to have fun. So pre-warning, we are grown yeah. and yeah. we're we going to cuss. And so we're not ready mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> like, we're we're really going to talk with y'all like we're just talking with each other. So welcome in.
0: Yes. <laughs> Literally, you're just going to be listening to like three friends, three therapist friends Mm -hmm. talking about a show and like sometimes talking about research. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkling it in truly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's our intro episode um, (laughs) of the reframe. Um, And we will be starting pretty soon the new season starts the 26th march 26th so a little bit after that our first episode should be coming out of succession um Mm. and yeah we hope that y'all come back and listen
1: thank y'all
0: the reframe is sponsored by relevate Relevate is a team of relationship scientists, educators, and practitioners who work in partnership with diverse and brilliant communities to support everyone in making healthy and informed decisions about relationships. We do this by providing access to relationship science that reflects a variety of lived experiences, and we do that in a variety of ways. So... If you would like to learn more about Relevate and the work that we do, you can visit us at myrelevate.com for more information. That's M-Y-R-E-L-E-V-A-T-E dot com. See y'all next time.